0: Well, welcome to the third episode of Council Chat. I'm Councilmember Brandon Johnson and today we have Councilmember Brian Fry with me and I'm excited because I'm wearing a tie and normally Brian has matching socks, tie, shirt, and everything. So I feel like I can compete today.
1: So yeah. glad to have you, Councilmember. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, now I feel naked. Good thing it's his uh, audio and not video. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, we've got a few topics to talk about. Uh, Council Member Frye has uh, a lot of things to discuss as well. One thing we do want to highlight today, we broke ground on our Northwest Wichita water treatment facility. That's a lot to, to say. It's a mouthful. Yeah. So uh, Council Member Frye and I served on a steering committee for this, so that was a, a great experience. We know that we're getting a quality facility being built right now. They've done some great work, and we learned a lot about how much money we're saving today as well.
1: Absolutely. And I know this is a project that everyone on the council has been very invested in over the years. You know, it seems like it's been going on for a long time. When you walk into the existing water treatment facility and there, there's a plaque to Franklin Delano Roosevelt, because <laughs> that's <laughs> who dedicated it. it, it might be time to upgrade. Yeah, And so this is going to be a great project for not only our community, but all of the surrounding communities that we sell water to all of our industry, McConnell Air Force Base, and really building a water treatment facility for the next generations. Yeah. And it's taken a lot of effort, a lot of hard work from our staff, from our team, the Wichita Water Partners, to help us get to this. And, and we've had some great cooperation with our state and federal government um, to help us get there with the financing. Yep. And all this will ultimately keep rates lower for our citizens. You know, this is a big dollar investment. It's close to half a billion dollars, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's not something you just you know open up the checkbook and and write you know for the total. Yeah, you got to plan for it. You got to uh, make sure you're optimizing your dollars and and get low financing. And we've had great partners all the way across. So. Yeah, I agree.
0: And a lot of those steering committee meetings, we continue to talk about saving money. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and making sure that the ratepayers right payers got the best type of plant they could for the best price. And I think we've achieved that.
1: Yeah. And again, we know that um, because it's, it's taking so long to get here, our citizens have had to uh, pay a little bit more on their water rates every year. Um, but we've been committed as a council to keep them as low as possible. And again, we talked earlier about uh, our federal partners the Wiffield loan application we're able to borrow money at 1.17% interest rates that's just unheard of yeah. but that that will save nearly 100 million dollars
0: yep.
1: off the cost of the program which translates into lower rate hikes yeah. and you know we're trying to make sure that this isn't a big sticker shock item for your water bill that it's you know gradual over time but it's something that we've been needed to do for for years and so today was a great day I know it was windy and yeah, dusty, it <laughs> <laughs> but it was great to see, uh, I think, almost all the council was out there, and yep. Derby, who's one of our water users, our city manager Kathy Sexton was out there, and Wichita Water Partners, and we had someone from the EPA, um, someone from KDHE, and so, and I, I think everyone's excited about the project and to see it come out of the ground.
0: Yeah, and, and one thing that I, I always say is those trips we take to D.C. as a full council pay off because as a team, we've been able to meet with our federal partners, Mm -hmm. department heads, and that's where this work really culminates. And today we heard from the EPA that this process was really smooth thanks to our staff. And those meetings are a big part of that.
1: Yeah. And again, we couldn't do this alone. We had to have groups like the EPA and our our federal partners. This is the single largest infrastructure project the city has ever taken on. And uh, we couldn't do it alone. And we need those folks. We need the state of Kansas help, and everyone together to make this reality because we're building something that's uh, going to take care of our community for the next several generations. And so, it's thrilled to be part of it. I know you're excited about it as well. Um, a lot of those meetings are long, and we've learned a lot about water and how you clean water. But it, this is part of what we signed up for, right? Yep. Um, to make sure that we're building the best infrastructure we can and take care of our citizens. So, it's a pretty exciting day. I know it's going to take four to five years to build out um so we're not going to get it overnight no. but it's important to get done
0: yep There was a good start and and just some some key points that folks may not realize Councilmember fry talked about the president at the time when our current facility was dedicated this will replace an 80 year old plant and will provide 120 million gallons per day of drinking water to our residents and another great thing about it is our plant right now if a major section of it was to fail, then nearly half a million people will be without water. And this plant will have more redundancies in it so that some major piece could fail and it will still continue to operate and deliver water.
1: Yeah, and it's gonna be much more efficient operations too. Not only having that security of the redundancy, but to be able to do different blends. Because right now we get water from two different sources. And in a time of drought, you may not be pulling from chini You may have to use from the aquifer. And having this new operation will allow us to blend at different rates, which we can't do now. Yeah. And if we're offline for any reason and we're boiling water, which is not what you want to be in a situation, and it's going to be a lot more capacity. I think our current plant is only 80 to 100 million gallons a day. Yeah. So this allows for growth yep. and planning ahead for our community, uh, for all of our uh, residents and industry. So, yeah. And again, it's just a totally different way to design, build it, As we go along, they're discovering new techniques and figuring out new things. And so they're able to realize cost savings as they're designing it and building it so that uh, we've got a guaranteed maximum price, but it'll never go above that. They could continue to shave dollars off as they figure out new technology and new methods and and new operational savings. So uh, the bottom line is it could end up costing us less over time, which is another great way of doing this process.
0: Yep, I agree. Well, Councilmember, did you have any other topics you wanted to you discuss? You know, it seems
1: about? like Tuesday was a pretty big day for us. We had a yeah. lot of activity and a lot of good news. I, I think that gets lost among all the other national news that we hear, certainly with the elections. But Wichita had a really good day on Tuesday. Yeah. Some important things. Uh, we had an IRB issue for flight safety and expansion. That You know, just a few short years ago, we almost lost flight safety. Yeah. They almost left the community And they have been investing not only in capital but in in jobs. And this was a nice uh, new addition for northeast Wichita. Not a lot of new jobs, but it was, again, keeping flight safety in our community, which is important. It brings in a lot of outside folks to train on, on their equipment. Um, so we get tourism dollars. We get uh, new eyeballs who might want to think about living here. So that was a good win for flight safety, I thought.
0: Yeah, and and that was a reflection of our new economic development policy, which beforehand we probably wouldn't have. Well, we would have had to make an exception for it,
1: right? If we did it, yeah. It's this a, time it fit. That's a great point. That was uh, the result of the new economic incentive policy that we passed last week. Yep. That we'd been working on for several months to uh, attract smaller business, allow those uh, more medium-sized businesses to expand and scale up. It wasn't just the big industries, right? Right. This allowed somebody who wasn't doing as many jobs or is not as significant, but still able to get some benefit to allow them to do what they need to do. We just had a groundbreaking in my district on, on Tuesday for advanced catastrophe technologies. And they also qualified for our new economic incentive policies. Again, not huge jobs. Not huge capital investments, five new jobs this year. Over time, it'll be 40, a few million dollar capital investment. But but they could have gone anywhere. Yeah. And they were they were being recruited to leave this market. But because of our policies and the way the council changed them, we were able to keep them here. And it's a nationally based headquarters, oh. which, again... Yeah. That's important in a community of our size, to have more of those. And so uh, two great examples of wins from our new economic development policy. And I, I know there's going to be more. Yeah. So, and hopefully throughout the entire city. Yeah, definitely. One thing that you and I have both been involved in a lot is the aquatics master plan. And there was another element of that that we approved on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, phase two design work. And definitely some cool things coming. I've, I've talked to a lot of folks around Linwood excited about that water playground. Which i have to get used to saying because we started with splash pad and that is yeah but there's a pad.
1: there's so much more than a splash yeah. pad
0: yeah so we've got that uh it was linwood forget the other two. and then locations. the pools
1: at Manissa and harvest yeah man so, that's
0: going to be exciting
1: what i think is really exciting about the designs of these pools and aquatics is they're all different yeah there there's uniqueness to each one of them and so as a family as a kid you have now have an opportunity to to go throughout the city and try something new at each one of them yeah and i think that's great for exploration it really gives a defining mark for our community that we could have just done cookie cutter sameness yep. on all of them which is kind of what they were Yeah, they were <laughs> right and so this i think really creates some excitement and they're all going to be done next year yep. so as as challenging as this summer was 21 is going to be amazing yeah all uh,
0: brand new facilities yeah
1: so i th- I, th- I think that's really cool to uh a gift uh, uh, more progress for our community to that quality of life continuing to make this the best community it can be and and i know it's been a long time coming for the aquatics master plan but they are they're hard at work you drive by the mcadams and evergreen and edgemore and you see all the activity yeah the trucks are out there they're working every day it's coming along yeah you know so as someone who learned to swim at edgemore pool uh i can't wait to see that one finished out oh
0: yeah I was glad to see it get filled in. I had a lot of residents concerned about people jumping the fence and playing in the empty pool, and now it's filled in. The work is there. There's actually some artwork standing up right now. Oh, really? Yeah, there's two towers. I think there's a bucket coming in. I was out there the other day looking at it. So, yeah, it's coming together pretty quickly.
1: Well, Edgemore Park has got so much cool stuff because it's also got the skateboard park. It's got some pickleball courts. It's got a great playground. I mean... The, and the, the Recreation Center. Yeah. So the more activity that can go into Edgemoor Park, the better for the community. So.
0: And and on that note, I, I hear from everyone about pickleball. Yes, we, <laughs> we know we want to expand that. So that's been great there
1: as well. I haven't played yet. We should probably get a match. Yeah, I haven't either. I, I need to get in shape. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I think the only other thing on Tuesday that we should probably mention to the folks, and, and maybe you have more, but – our outsourced pavement preservation OP3. Yeah. for 2021. Yep. That's uh, you know the investment in our streets and our roads is something I hear about all the time and I'm sure you do too yeah. between potholes and and so forth but we approved 11.5 million million to spend on roads next year
0: which was an additional million from last year. We right. continue to increase that budget.
1: And even just a few short years ago it was 4 million a year. Right. So, I mean, we got a lot of lane miles, and we're not going to be able to do them all overnight, but this continues to make improvements throughout the city. Yeah,
0: and it's been a priority for our citizens, and even though we hear the complaints about cones, that means we're actually getting the work done and improving (laughs) the streets.
1: Exactly. Cones are a good sign, I think, uh, because that means progress is hopefully being made. Yeah.
0: And the other big thing about that, uh, I know I brought it up Tuesday, and uh, I believe Alan even said you have been talking about that, But getting all of our work done in one calendar year, mm-hmm. so we're not you know, striping in the fall and then coming back in the spring and completing it. We we'll, we have shifted, I think, in 2020. All of our projects that started in the spring will finish by the end of the year. Yeah. So everything happens within the calendar year.
1: No, I think that's good optics uh, for the citizens. They see a project started and then hopefully finished, and not having us come back in yep. eight months later and finish it, this is like, why couldn't you do it all at once? Right. And I, so. I had been
0: hearing that when <laughs> I first
1: started on council, so now we're doing it. It's good. <laughs> yep. No, again, this has been a great— couple of weeks, a lot of activity, and and just continuing to do the right things, I think. Yeah. Well, coming up, uh, we have a workshop on Tuesday.
0: The Council on Diversity, Inclusion, and Civil Rights, the the Mayor's Advisory Council, will have a workshop over that, um, everything that came from that effort. If you are not familiar, the mayor pushed for this back in, I believe, June uh, for its creation, but the council has actually worked on this. Council has actually worked on defining what it should be, and presenting that back to the city council for consideration. So we'll hear about that. We'll have a fireworks update, which is always a, a hot topic, <laughs> a little
1: explosive, <laughs> a little explosive.
0: <laughs> and then oh, we'll talk. Staff is over here works.
1: shaking their heads at us. I know this is the audience; you can't see them, but they got their heads buried in their hands. So. <laughs> It's all right. We're, we're not
0: supporting anything that goes above six feet right now. The last topic we'll talk about is water and sewer rates, and, and again, we we talk about that every year. Mm-hmm. We had a presentation when we started down this path. We're uh, not started when I came on council because yeah. that had already been going. But the Northwest Wichita Water Treatment Facility. We talked about water rates then and the savings potential. And we had uh, committed to, I think, an annual update on where that is. So this workshop will be that. So definitely tune in to that.
1: Yeah, no, that goes back to transparency and just keeping our citizens informed about what they can expect yep. and where it's going to be and, and try to do as much forecasting as possible um, so folks can plan ahead. And, and we've been doing this for several years now, and I think it's good. It, it keeps everybody accountable yep. and no surprises that way. On the Council on Diversity, I know WSU uh, had a lot of help with that as well. So yeah, the um, Public Policy, Policy and Management trigger. Center. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it'll be good to hear their report. And so, yeah, workshops uh, are always something at the end of the month, and this one's got three topics, so it might be a little long one. Yeah, but
0: and definitely something to tune into. Oftentimes folks say they may not know about what's going on. Before the council tends to vote on some things, they'll come to workshop first.
1: Yeah, and the important thing about workshop is we're not going to make a decision It's there to let folks know what's going on, what's being talked about. And then where we go from there is based off what we learn and then the feedback we get from our citizens to help us decide where we want to go with it. So it's good to tune in and then give us your thoughts.
0: And if you can't, look it up online afterwards when you have time.
1: Yep. Thanks for breaking me in on this. This was fun. (laughs) Glad to have you here. I just got
0: to make sure I'm always dressed up. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, definitely tune in for the next council chat. I'm glad to have council member Fry join us today and looking forward to seeing you next week.